Donnelly here again doing another podcast episode, and this time I'm sitting here with Judy Johnson, and most of you know Judy from church and her husband Al. They've been at the Crossing Life Church since uh, 2004, right? Six. Six, 2006, okay, and they are going to be celebrating 56 years of marriage this month, August 21st. They have three daughters, two grandchildren, and three step-grandchildren. And so Judy, um, some of you may not know this as well, and some of you might know some of her story and testimony, but she is a two-time cancer survivor. The second time that she had cancer, actually, she almost didn't survive it. It almost took her life, and it really genuinely is a true miracle that she's here with us today and that she's, you know, had a second chance at life. So Judy certainly has a lot of things that she's been through. I mean, many of you even know that her and Al right now are displaced from their home after it burning down just only a few months ago. So I feel like we could probably sit here and go through. There's a lot of stories that Judy could share, like her, her life experience and a wealth of wisdom. Um, but what we're going to talk about today, for those of you who don't know, Judy lost one of her daughters um, to the same cancer that she herself um, got healed her of, and her daughter was 23. Her daughter Jill at the time was only 23 years old. So, Judy's going to be sharing with us her experience um, through that journey, God's faithfulness, the way God um, carried her through and, and redeemed, and, and just, you know, His grace was so available. So, thank you so much, Judy, for just being here and being willing and. So, yeah, if you want to just start and tell us um, your, just your story and, and what God did. Yeah, um, probably that was probably my biggest uh, crisis. You know, I, I have a saying is, what do you do when life stops? And life has stopped a number of times mm -hmm. in my life. And that was certainly that, one, that kind of an event when we first yeah. learned that Jill had cancer, I wasn't overly concerned because I had just three years before come through. But the whole year journey um, wasn't as, as mine was. Right. And um, and then uh, in, at some point I realized, oh my gosh, my daughter is going to die. Mm. And it was uh, heart-wrenching. It's, it's just no way to explain yeah. the loss of a child. Yeah. And so... Um, I, I would say that, um, you know, when life stops, I say, what have you put into your life uh, during the years when life is good, mm -hmm. when life is good? And I have to say the word of God for me, uh, I am celebrating, if you will, 50 years this year since God touched my life. Wow. And the word he gave me a heart and a passion and a love for the word of God mm -hmm. from the very beginning. And, um, and I have just devoured the Word of God. And I say, without the Word of God, I wouldn't be standing today. Yeah. God right. has mostly spoken to me through the Word of God. Mm -hmm. He speaks in other ways to me, but mostly when push came to shove, it was God's Word that right. helped me to continue on with living. Mm -hmm. um, you know, at that time, I, I think during that season... God changed my understanding of who he was okay. or who he is. Yeah. Uh, I didn't have a grid for suffering. Oh, 
that's interesting. I didn't have a grit, and I didn't feel like the church had a grit for suffering because, my goodness, all the promises, God should take care of me, right. God should watch over me, uh, you know, his angels are watching over me. Mm -hmm. uh, where did suffering fit right. in my theology? And then at some point I said, so God, who are you? Mm -hmm. Because what I thought about God up to that point just didn't fit what I was now going through. Yeah. And so I remember reading in the Word, in Hebrews particularly, the uh, heroes of faith. Mm -hmm. And some were saved and lived, and some were sawed in two. Yeah. And I remember reading that and thinking, oh my gosh. They were all believers and some were, were killed? Right, right. Where does that fit? And then reading Paul's life and seeing this great man of God writing his epistles from prison. From prison, right. So I began, and then John the Baptist, God's anointed from birth, mm -hmm. loses his head in prison. And how does this all add up? And how does this all yeah. add up? And it didn't, in my understanding. And so I wrestled not only in grief at the loss of our daughter, but I wrestled with God, like Jacob. Mm -hmm. My hip isn't out of joint, but my heart was yes. out of joint. And I began to understand, um, through that whole season, God's grace. And, and, um, and came to a place where I said, God is God, and I am not. Mm. And I will never understand the why. Right. Because God doesn't necessarily answer our, our asking about why. He doesn't. No. And I, up to that point, desperately, in a lot of other circumstances, wanted to know, why, God? Exactly. Yeah. Why have you done this? How could you have done this? Mm -hmm. And so it was a place of brokenness for me. But I understood that the Christian life is crucifixion and resurrection. Mm -hmm. There's a place where we die and we experience the crucifixion and we die to ourselves. And we know those terms, but in our life crises is when we really experience the reality yes. of that. And so I died to my insistence on trying to understand God yeah. and why you do things the way you do. And came to understand that God never asked me to understand him. It was, will you trust me? Oh, that's beautiful. Will yeah. you trust me? And, um, and so it was during that season that I understood that God's grace covered me and up to that point, my Christian life was trying to please God, yeah. trying to be the good Christian wife, trying to be the good Christian mother, and failing most every day. I think a lot of us can relate and, yes. and still do at times. Mm -hmm. uh, but I understood that God never expected perfection. Right. He understood my frailties. He understood the intention of my heart. When I understood that, that he saw the intention mm -hmm. of my heart to live righteously, to be a good mom, and to be a good uh, uh, wife, that he was okay with my failures. Sure. 
that he covered my failures and that's why he died on the cross for every place that I failed and still fail and that it was not a matter of wallowing in oh me oh my self-pity Judy you are a jerk why can't you ever get this right Mm -hmm. it was Judy get up and go on I see your heart I forgive you grace is there for tomorrow amen and so I I remember saying at that season that God I don't want to be a bitter old woman (laughs) <laughs> and I'm not by God's grace because I knew I knew that you know you have choices always in life Yes. at every juncture in every day you have choices of how you're going to respond and um, I knew that I could somehow and I listened to a tape in those years where so many people who go through what I was going through end up slightly feeling betrayed by God okay. and never quite get Getting over, over that. Okay. And I didn't want to be one of those that, yes, I felt betrayed by God. I felt God had let me down. Yeah. I felt all those things like he wasn't there, but in reality he was. Yeah. And um, even I ended up making a painting three years later where God showed me, and it was um, a little person walking through a deep, deep valley, Mm -hmm. and he showed me that he'd been there all along, and I scribed um, scripture in the valley of the trees on that painting, because the darkness was so dark that I couldn't see, and he knew that, but he was there in the valley, Mm -hmm. and he brought me through the valley. And so he never intends for us to stay in the valleys. Because if we do, we'll miss what he wants to teach us. And so suffering is part of life. He says, in this world, you will have tribulation. And certainly I've experienced tribulation and it's life. I didn't expect that life was going to have tribulation for me. I thought it was going to be a problem-free journey when I said yes to Christ. I had no idea that life was going to happen and tough things were going to happen. Especially to that degree. To that degree. Those are the things that you think, I'm going to pray and God's going to protect me and heal and spare. Right, right. Right. And and he's going to take care of me Mm because that's what he promised and you know, and so uh, I remember at, uh, at 47 finding out that I had cancer and thinking, walking around the house and saying, how could that happen to me? Right. How could I have cancer? Yes. You know, and so you think somehow, especially I did in my younger years, that I was immune somehow from the tragedies that other people experience. Right. And uh, we'd already gone through some stuff, but nothing to that degree. And so... Um, I began to just really, God just began to show me um, in so many ways who he really, really, really is. Mm. And that his word was the anchor of my soul. And he, he kept me steady during the rockiest period of my life. I never wanted, I knew, I knew when that happened, Mary, that after 20 years of walking with the Lord and building what life I had at that point on God and his word that I couldn't walk away 
Right. But I didn't know how to go forward. Yeah, yeah. Because now I don't know who I am. And it was also in that same season, that decade was a tumultuous season in my life. Because it was also in that season when I was finding out who I was. Sure. And my own personal identity crisis was I'm, I'm a mom and a wife, but now I'm discovering that I'm a woman with unique gifts yeah. and unique ways of seeing life. And, and especially for me, as I discovered the creative stream in my life was as strong as it was, and I had ignored that for 30 years. When I began to get in touch with that, it helped me to understand how God made me and the yeah. way I see and the way I think was mm -hmm. his uniqueness that he had fashioned in me right. from the foundation of the world that I pretty much didn't value well, or had ignored yeah. and said, well, it's not worthwhile. I need to do something important. Right. And so it was all kind of happening simultaneously. Right. My identity, who is God, who am I? Yeah. Um, you know, so they were... You know, looking back, they were tumultuous years. But I can say, you know, I will never understand why Jill's in heaven before me. Mm -hmm. And so that verse that says, all things work together for good to those who love God and are called a calling according to his purpose. I absolutely believe. But God's idea of good mm -hmm. and my idea right. of good are not the same. Not the same yeah. And I have said... Someday I will understand, and someday when I get to heaven, I won't ask the questions right. because it'll all become clear. Yeah, exactly. But until then, I have to trust yes. that God allowed what he allowed, and I have seen nothing beneficial particularly mm -hmm. out of that, out of her death, really. Right. I can't say, oh, wow, it happened for that reason. Right. I don't think I ever will. Mm -hmm. um, you know, as a family... We united around that date sure. every year since mm -hmm. her death. And crazy as it seems, we've made memories as a family. Wow. And Al and I have made memories yeah. as a family. Mm -hmm. So, you know, even that's crazy. Right. When I look back on it. Right. Um, that God has knitted us together as a family. Sure. And even around that. the suffering and the loss. From the suffering right? and yeah. the loss. Yeah. And um, so I say, you know, I remember the song after Jill was, God is good all the time. And I could not sing that song mm. because to me, God was not good. Not in that moment. Not right? in that moment. Yeah. And he wasn't, he didn't seem good to me. Exactly. And right. it took me a long time to say, God is good. good. And I can say today mm. with absolute certainty, God is good. Yeah. God is redemptive, and yes, he's in our sufferings, and he will redeem our sufferings, and we won't always know what that what purpose was, right. but he will, because he's a redemptive God, he's mm -hmm. a God of mercy and mm -hmm. grace for all of our failures. I remember having such regret after Jill died, because I thought maybe I should have done this, maybe I should have done that. And, um, and maybe I failed her and all kinds of, you know, the enemy washed oh, over me yeah, saying you did it right. all wrong. Yes. You weren't even a good mother. You should have done this. Right. You should have done that. He and loves to beat us up on He loves to beat us up. Right. 
And, you know, that's a, that's something in my journey that I've come to recognize mm -hmm. is when the lies of the enemy yeah. are overtaking my brain, I recognize it pretty quickly. Yes. I don't wallow in it for days like I used to and think, oh, what, what was me? Right. But I remember walking uh, in, in the morning and God said to me, Judy, I died for all those regrets. Wow. I, that's what I died for on yeah, the cross, for all the yeah. places you think you have regrets. Mm -hmm. They're covered. It's so amazing. And, it's and so that amazing. set me free yeah. from feeling regrets because I think as mothers and as women and as wives, the enemy can bash us up with oh, things that we should have done more. We yes. should have done this. Too bad you weren't that. I mean, really, I came into my own as a woman after my kids left. Wow. So what I learned after my kids right, left, right. I so wished that I could have given them when they were there. Yes, yes, but I, I have that. to say that in the succeeding years, what the grace that God has given me, I have given to my adult children. Right. And, you know, I think you're hitting on something that a lot of women that we all do that. I don't, we are like just... Uh, mothers, I think, in particular, right. but women too. I mean, right. just we're just so hard on ourselves. We, we are. have such expectations. We do, and especially we, as Christian women, because yeah. we feel there's a bar right. that we should hit. Yes. And if we don't hit it, mm -hmm. or we look around at what we think are successful women who right. are doing it all, and think, "What's wrong with me? I can't seem to do it all. I, know, I can't seem exactly, to do anything right." Exactly. You know. We're so hard on ourselves. We're hard on ourselves. And, you know, I think I expected perfection. Yeah. And what I have understand is I think God puts a desire for pe perfection in us. Mm -hmm. But sin destroyed that. Yeah. And we're longing. I'm longing for perfection still sometimes. Yes. Yeah. In my marriage, in who I am, mm -hmm. in relationships. Right. Perfection will only be eternity. Yes. Perfection yeah. is eternity, but I think we have a longing in us from the beginning. And I think part of that longing is intended to draw us to God because he's the only one, right, right? that right. can actually make anything in our right. life perfect. Beautiful. Or, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, yeah. even, even now, I'm just seeing in this situation that we're currently in, mm -hmm. I am watching God. Just make a way yeah. for us. Yeah. I mean, I have written down a bunch of thankfulness in wow. this time of how God has provided connections mm -hmm. and the various things along this journey in the last four months. And I am waiting expectantly to yeah. see what God's going to do. But I'm waiting with expectation, and that's something that probably years ago you I wasn't. I wasn't waiting right. with expectation. I was hoping against hope that he right, was exactly white knuckling. Right, knuckling right. 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 So, but, um, I wanted to just first of all thank you so much, you know, for sharing all that and and just being uh, just so vulnerable and real and everything. Because I think so. I mean I'm like practically tearing up over here as <laughs> you're sharing, um, but I. One of the things that you said that as, as we close up, I think it's so important, is that what you did in the good times carried you through the hard times. And I think you hit the nail on the head when you said it was God's word. And that's the anchor. And I really want to encourage 
women that, uh, you know, because I remember that time in my life when I really fell in love with the Word of God. And it just, it wasn't anymore about like, oh, I don't really like to read or I have to do it. Like, I just fell in love with God's Word and I saw it um, as real and living and active and how it actually does sustain us it transforms our mind our relationships everything it's the way so you know i'd love to just end with an encouragement um to women that if that isn't something that you've learned to love pray for that but also reaching out you know there judy's right here reaching out to women to say um to find out you know how do i even begin what does it look like to spend time in the Word and have God speak to you. And there were specific moments when you were saying that God spoke to you. So if there's anyone that um, that all seems foreign to them, then please, you know, there's women to reach out to. So, Judy, thank you so much. You're welcome. It was thank beautiful. You. It was a fun time. Thank yeah. you for asking me. Thank you. Bye-bye.